All right, we are here, back with All Things Unexplained. CJ's back with me. We have Avi Loeb with us this morning, but first, here's Larry. All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. (laughs) CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. Hello, all you unexplained ones out there, wherever you are tuning in somewhere in our universe. Thank you for joining us. We are so fortunate today. It is if everything we've talked about and researched on this show has culminated to this moment, we have Dr. Avi Loeb with us. He is the Frank B. Baird Junior Professor of Science and Institute Director at Harvard University. He's a best-selling author. He's written over a thousand articles and essays. He is part of just about anything that has anything to do with astrophysics and searching to terrestrial life currently and also is a farm boy <laughs> that is roots and we are so thankful to have you here today avi thank you for joining us it's a great pleasure to join you yes i have been following you so much recently and i cannot believe uh, how many places you've been traveling to to do speeches, how many people you've traveled to meet with in terms of astronauts and NASA itself, and and then here you are here with us today. So thank you for making time for us in your busy schedule, and we'll just dive right into it. <laughs> I should note that um, the highlight was a couple of weeks ago. I was in Vegas um, uh, speaking in front of 800 women and uh, before i went there i asked my wife um, whether she approves and she said go ahead take an, take an extra day and then after that um, i wrote um, what happens in vegas does not stay in vegas because we did talk about <laughs> uh, outer space and uh, that will be um you know the discussion topic of humanity especially if we discover extraterrestrial and I tried to explain when I got there to Vegas, uh, I got into the elevator. There were uh, a group of uh, women attending the conference by the International Women's Forum. And uh, I tried to explain that the session that I will be attending, uh, Are We Alone, has nothing to do with a dating app. It's, uh, <laughs> it has to do with the future of humanity. But what a great dating app that would be. <laughs> Are We Alone? <laughs> I love it, though, because... Avi, one of my favorite quotes from your book, and I don't want to jump too far ahead here. I'm not trying to do that, but you said, what happens in the event horizon stays in the event horizon. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a black hole is uh, the ultimate prison. Uh, and I, I, I mean, even light cannot escape from it. And uh, it's possible that there is a black hole in the, even in the solar system, if, for example, the dark matter is made of black holes. But uh, I once uh, at a, at a conference, I uh, recommended to people who work on unifying quantum mechanics and gravity, these are called string theories. I wanted, I, I advised them that if they want to test the theory, they should 
probably enter a black hole nearby and uh, see what happens near the singularity. And one of them shouted from the back of the room, he said, uh, you must have an ulterior motive to send the string theorist into a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, I mean, that's one of the things about you. I think that you can connect with individuals who maybe aren't necessarily super science-minded, but you have this ability to explain astrophysics in, in a childlike manner. Yeah, I should explain that um, I don't see myself... Um, you know, uh, in any way part of the elite or uh, even though I'm, uh, I was chair of the astronomy department at Harvard for nine years. And, but I grew up as, on a farm, as you mentioned, and uh, yeah. uh, I, I was connected to nature uh, much more than to people. And, uh, you know, I, I view uh, all people as equal and um, I don't see people in academia in any way different from, uh, you know, anyone that I meet on the street. and. Um, therefore, you know, I regard my duty to explain things in the way that I understand. And what happens very often is that experts do not understand the, um, the subject uh, very deeply and therefore they cannot explain it clearly. So I often blame the teacher if the course appears boring. Well, I am certain that your courses were, would not appear boring. You have made everything really fun and truly as somebody that's interested in I am interested in astrophysics and what lies beyond what we can see, but I don't have that background in physics or what have you. So I've really enjoyed reading a lot of what you have done. And my goodness, you're a prolific writer. I mean, you have this website, avi-lobe.medium.com. I cannot believe how many things you produce on there. I mean, almost every day, every other day, you've written another article. And not only have you written another article, but they're beautifully written and so much philosophy in what you say too. The, re the reason is, well, first of all, I try to maintain a healthy lifestyle. I jog every sunrise, you know, every morning at sunrise and I try to eat uh, uh, with care as to what I, I put in my mouth. And so I, I, I maintain a healthy lifestyle that, that keeps me sort of um, uh, healthy. And um, the other thing is that um, um, physics and science was an arranged marriage for me it was not my true love i was mostly interested in philosophy the deepest questions and uh because i was born in israel and i had to serve in the military that's obligatory i preferred to study physics which was an option in the special program that i was recruited to and as a result i became a, a physicist and astronomer but uh, that was not my initial inclination and um it was a surprise to me that uh, I, I ended up in leadership positions of the astronomy community, even though I feel that, um, you know, I'm, I'm quite different than others in, in, in my profession, because most, most practitioners uh, end up focusing on a niche and they do not explain very clearly to the general public what they are doing. And uh, I belong to the general public. I was just, uh, you know, I arrived into science by circumstances. Uh, I eventually realized that it's this arranged marriage is to my true love because there are some fundamental questions that we can address using the scientific uh, method and that's what I'm trying to do. But I'm still focused on, on philosophy very much in, in the way that I think about problems. Yes. Well, and what a, what a beautiful, like you said, arranged marriage that it is because 
from reading about you, you grew up pondering the big questions in life, and now you're in a position where you get to try and answer them, which I think most of us are just left pondering, right? Like, oh, I wonder what's happening. Well, it's, um, I, think, uh, I think science is uh, a privilege of maintaining our childhood curiosity. So if you want to have a good uh, model of me, uh, the way I think, just think of a child because I, I'm not afraid of making mistakes, of taking risks. I don't really care about what other people think. You know, I don't care how many likes I get on Twitter. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much the way a child operates. Only as, as we become adults, so to speak, uh, we start worrying about our image. We put makeup. Uh, when I first dated my wife, I said, take off the makeup. I don't need it. You know, and as a scientist, I really uh, enjoy looking at the pimples of reality. You know, I don't expect reality. <laughs> I don't expect it to conform with what we wish it to be. You know, a lot of people are disappointed by reality, are frustrated. That's why they go to the metaverse. They put goggles on their head or they take some recreational drugs to escape from reality. Mm. To me, you know, it's really important to learn what reality is so that we can adapt to it. You know, because you cannot change reality, the nature of reality. I mean, you can try and modify it such that uh, it, it better suits you, you know. Um, and so it's really important to figure out what reality is rather than avoid it. And uh, that's what I don't like about, you know, some communities of scientists that are at present obsessed with imagined reality, like uh, we, there are extra dimensions. We've, we've never seen extra dimensions. People talk about the multiverse. We've never seen parts of the multiverse. Yet, um, a lot of people are attracted to it because it offers you a, a sandbox to sort of demonstrate your mathematical virtuosity, to show that you are smart. But it's not really about showing that we are smart. It's about figuring out, you know, what is surrounding us. And, and in that regard, you know, that's why I think if we want to know if we have neighbors in outer space, if we are not the smartest kid in our cosmic neighborhood, we should simply look up. I mean, what could be more common sense than that? And yet a lot of my colleagues say, well, everything in the sky is rocks. Everything is natural. There is nothing to look for uh, and forget about it. And let's work on, on things like dark matter that, you know, we've been working for a century on. We haven't found it yet. We invested $10 billion in it, in the search for mm -hmm. it. Uh, and my point is, you know, most of the public really cares about searching for extraterrestrial intelligence. And, um, you know, two thirds of Americans believe that extraterrestrials exist. That's more than the number of people of Americans that believe in God that God exists, uh, which is slightly less than 50% of Americans. So I say, you know, if most taxpayers care about it, it's actually a waste of taxpayers' money not to invest in the study of the, this subject. And, um, you know, it takes me a lot of effort to convince my colleagues. Yeah, I bet it does. And, and like you said, you've become, or at least at some point in time, you came up bit of a black sheep in the community because you were looking at, at different things that other people were not were not looking into. But you talk a lot about your research in, in your book, which I have here. Can you see it? Extraterrestrial, which, by the way, I love this cover. I think it's so beautiful. And um, it, it is a little bit of an autobiography about you. Yeah, I should mention there will be a, a, a follow-up in June 2023. It will be called Interstellar. 
Oh, that's wonderful. And talk about synchronicity because the movie Interstellar, which, you know, take it for what it is, that was the first time I think in my life that I became super interested in, um, in astrophysics. I just, my mind was blown watching some of the things in that movie. So that that's lovely. But this book is fantastic. And um, not only does it talk a lot about you and your upbringing, but it also talks a lot about um, the projects that you have worked on and uh, most importantly, Amuamua, which is sort of what uh, brought you into, into the limelight <laughs> a few years ago. One quote, Avi, that you had in your book, and by the way, CJ read the hard copy. I listened to your audio book, which was really fascinating because it, 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 it wasn't you reading it, but it made me think that I was listening to you. So it was very, it was a very great experience for me. But you quoted T.S. Eliot in saying this is, he had a famous quote, this is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but a whimper. And it seems like Oumuamua was, the, you know, hit the media as maybe this is a whimper of extraterrestrial evidence. To be continued. You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. Find us on Venmo under the business accounts at Bigfoot UFO. If you can't get enough of us, please check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats. Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.